Hi everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Talk Toss to Me. I'm your host, Samantha, and once again, we have... Claire! Clarissa's back! Hello! <laughs> so sorry guys about there not being an episode last week. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, you saw my post about us having technical issues. What happened was I filmed an episode with Tori, and the audio did not pick up through her mic at all. And I did not realize it until I was going back to edit, and at that point in time, because I procrastinated, <laughs> there wasn't enough time to film another episode, so here we are. <laughs> We're back again, and we double-checked, triple-checked, made sure the settings are good. There should be no issue this time. Everything is where it's supposed to be. Knock on wood. I'll find out whenever. <laughs> I'll find out whenever I play this back. <laughs> are you ready for your first story? Let's go. All right. Am I the asshole for telling my sister she's free to criticize my work as soon as she accomplishes anything in life without her parents holding her hand? While our parents loved me, 30 female, and my younger sister, Olivia, 27 female, we were not treated equally or held to the same standards. I always was expected to be a hardworking, accountable child and make responsible choices. But Olivia was encouraged to have fun and our parents bailed her out whenever she made an irresponsible decision. For example, when Olivia performed poorly in school due to not making an effort, they would pay tutors to do her homework. But if I genuinely struggled in a subject, they would tell me to figure it out myself. Their justification was that Olivia was the baby sister and she needed more help and attention than I did. But they have still clung to this excuse when Olivia is well into adulthood. I still love my parents, but due to their favoritism, I'm honestly closer with my husband's parents than with my own. Olivia then convinced our parents to invest a massive amount of money in her to begin a business. She owned a store that sold things like candles and bath bombs, but the store went bankrupt after a year. Currently, Olivia is unemployed and living with our parents. She claims she is figuring herself out, which means she is mainly partying and spending time with her high school friends. Olivia is upset because many of her old friends are no longer in the area. She will call me to express her disappointment because her friends are moving on with their lives and families of their own, and they have less and less time for her. I tell Olivia I am sorry to hear that and that I have to hang up soon. We celebrated my son's second birthday with a family dinner. I was talking with my aunt-in-law about my students. I work as a creative writing tutor on the side to pick up some extra money. I help my students with world building and whatever else they need help with in their stories. My students are all passionate people with genuinely good ideas, and it feels as if we're just having a conversation. Olivia joined and asked a few questions, then commented, not like you would ever be able to make it big yourself. No offense, sis. I responded, Livy, a quick reminder that you have accomplished nothing in your life without mom and dad holding your hand. As soon as you do, you can criticize my work all you'd like. Olivia was, of course, offended and started causing a scene. My parents and a few other relatives said my response was cruel and I was out of line to say it. But my husband and his family say that Olivia invited it after insulting me first, so I am conflicted about if I am in the wrong. I am hoping for some unbiased perspectives. Not the asshole. Not the asshole. <laughs> no, like, it would be one thing if she'd have made it through the RN program and everything and all of that, but at the end... For her to even say, it's not like you're going to make it big or anything. Regardless of whether she makes it big or not, as long as she's enjoying living her life. And honestly, even if Olivia would have made it through the RN program, you don't talk to people like that. No. Not at all. But 
going with where their lives actually are. She has no room to say anything to anybody. No, you're 27. And don't have a job. No aspects of a job. Nope. Partying with the same people you were friends with in high school. Yep. Which, I mean, I can't say anything about that. Me and you are still friends when we were friends in high school. I mean, yeah, but look at <laughs> But our we're lives. doing things, yes. But. And, and she's getting upset that her friends are moving on without her. Yeah. So she's over here like, well, why aren't we doing the same things we were doing in high school? Mm-hmm. But they're like building families, getting lives, building mm-hmm. careers. But also we're trying to hold, like the way that we're talking about the situation, we're trying to hold someone accountable that sounds like they have never been held accountable for anything in their entire life. They mess up, they get bailed out by mommy and daddy. Yep. You know? So how can they, especially like especially her sister, how can you expect her to grow up if she's constantly enabled her whole life yep i don't disagree with that so it sucks it's like i know i mean obviously i don't have kids but i know the parents probably think that they're helping trying to catch her like be that safety net but sometimes and this might be a hot take but sometimes i feel like you have to let kids fall a little bit like natural consequences you know like just to realize that hey in the real world mommy and daddy can't keep your business afloat mommy and daddy can't get you that college degree you know what I mean like you have to put in the effort yourself and if you're not trying it's not going to magically just fall in your lap yep no 100% and then she wants to sit there and make everything that's going on about her and it also sucks that her family was like oh that was cruel you shouldn't have said that to your sister okay well what about her saying that Mm -hmm. to OP that's my thing about it it's how many people do we know that there's one sibling that just gets everything handed to them, gets treated like they can do no wrong, and they can just say whatever they want because their parents, for example, this is an example, but for example, their parents just don't want the drama. Like, I'm talking like grown siblings, you know? And it's so... I, I get wanting to keep out of your your kids drama amongst themselves but if no one holds the one instigator accountable and the excuse that oh that's just how so and so is oh just Mm -hmm. don't pay no mind to so and so that's just how she is or that's just how he is or like whatever Mm, no not a fan of that excuse Mm because that's all it is is an excuse because you don't you don't just get to make being a horrible person your personality you know what i mean and then even though people do yeah Everything in the world, you chose that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Could have been anything. and You could have been better and you chose that. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, but that's, I mean, a lot of people get through life like that. They have their parents to back them up and they never really have to grow up and they just have this entitled attitude that I can do whatever I want. I can say whatever I want. Nothing matters. Yep. Because I know I can't really fail. Mm-hmm. With her parents getting her a company, her bankrupting the company sending her to school, buying her tutors. Like, they didn't do her any favors. Mm-hmm. That's just ruining your kid's life. Like, you have to work for something. Because at the end of the day, if you teach your kid, hey, if you make good grades, you do well, then this happens. But if you say, oh, you can make terrible grades and we'll just pay somebody to take care of it. Well, not even because there are people with, like, learning disabilities, you know what I mean? So it's not even the you have to make the good grades, but it's just the effort has to be there. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're trying your best and your best is B's and C's, yeah. that that is your best. You know what I mean? Like, but it's the effort has to be there. Mm-hmm. And just having mommy and daddy give you everything, which that's not to say if you have a family where you're well off, obviously 
the more the merrier. Like, if your parents want to give you nice things that they worked for, you know what I mean? And, like, it that's not the issue. The issue is not holding your children accountable. You can hold your kids accountable and get them all the nice things. You know what I mean? Yep. 100%. Like, just because you have more doesn't mean you can't do more for your kids, but just, like, within reason when it comes to their personalities. Mm-hmm. You know? Hold them accountable. Help them understand where these things come from. Like, you don't necessarily have to be, like, you have to pay for it if you want mm-hmm. it. Like, you can get it for them and then help them understand mm-hmm. why they're able to have the life they're able to have. Yeah, and this isn't us crapping on the parents because Olivia is 27. Olivia is older than us and acting this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at 27, you are accountable for your own actions. Mm-hmm. Like, it's taking that time to do the self-work and maybe do some self-reflection where it's like, okay, all my friends are moving on with their lives. What is up with me you know what i mean like not saying that olivia is this like horrible person but at some point she does have to grow up and it doesn't sound like she's had that experience that the rest of us would have had earlier in life you know where it's like okay this is what i want in my life these are the steps i have to take to get there yep she hasn't realized what the next thing is yeah or she has and she's just not doing anything yeah but making that comment as well in front of other people oh yeah to op well, could you imagine? No, ma'am. Could you genuinely imagine this being your family situation and you're at your own kid's birthday party and your sister that is unemployed, living her little life, partying all the time, has the audacity to tell you, oh, it's not like you're going to make it big, sis. Mm-hmm. Like, no offense. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. I, ma'am, you really, really want to mm-hmm. talk right now. Play with your mama, don't play with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, <laughs> It gives me small town famous vibes. <laughs> Honestly. Because she was probably humbled when she went to college. Depending on where she went, you know what I mean? But realizing that, oh, I'm not this hot crap. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yep. And then she had to go back to what she knew, which was mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, overall vote on this one, obviously, not the asshole. Top comment, not the asshole. So, she can dish it, but can't take it. Mm-hmm. And then the next comment says, she forgot to say, no offense, sis. That would have changed everything. <laughs> and then someone else said, as would, all due respect. <laughs> I'm not being funny, but. <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way, but. <laughs> I'm not one to typically criticize, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god, those are so funny. Um, there is an edit. So edited to add, several of you asked if Olivia had a learning disability or another impairment that caused her to struggle academically. Olivia has never even been suspected of having a learning disability, much less diagnosed. I explained Olivia performed poorly due to lack of effort because she would either skip classes constantly or take 20-minute bathroom breaks every class period. Olivia was and still is intellectually capable of succeeding academically, but I believe Olivia has never learned how to apply herself and not give up when things become challenging. That is a very polite way to put it, to be honest. Yeah. Because, I mean, her sister probably is smart. I feel like in a lot of these situations, the siblings are more than capable. Yeah. They just don't. Mm -hmm. Am I the asshole for not spending time with my daughter? Most likely. I, 36 male, have three children, 12 male, 14 male, 16 female. I spend most of my time with my boys fishing, going on trips with them and their friends. Sometimes we even go camping. A lot of times they even sit around with me and my friends when we're at the campfire. 
We spend a lot of time together bonding as father and sons, but my daughter does not. I take my boys to clubs like coding, American football, and basketball. I asked my daughter if she would like to go to any clubs, but she declined, and I said, fine by me. My daughter asked me to do things like practice makeup, fashion, etc. I have no interest. Instead, I like things like football, fishing, and building things. I frequently visit Home Depot with my boys because we are always working on projects like how we're working on building a cabin. My daughter comes around asking me to come shopping with her, which I find unimaginably boring, so I pass on the offer. My boys hate going shopping with their mother and sister, but love the things I do with them, so whenever their mother is not forcing them to come, we always have fun. I've asked my daughter multiple times to come, but she's refused. The last few weeks, she has been asking me to spend time with her, but she never does anything that would interest me. All she does with me is show me new clothes, talk about TV shows, and typical teenage girl stuff. I am not interested in things like getting my hair done, so I do not spend time with her often. Last week, she came to me and I refused. I think this was the last straw in her book because she was furious. She started calling me out saying how I never spend time with her and that I love her brothers more than I care about her, which is not true. I reassured her that I love her and her brothers equally, but she does not listen. She asked me to try doing what she likes for a change, but I explained to her how I am not interested. My wife has also called me out on this. When I told my friends, they told me it was just a phase and their daughters have done the same. This calmed me down, but my daughter will not speak to me. I really feel bad. Am I the asshole? Yes, you are the asshole. <laughs> the fact like, that a grown man really sat down and was like, yeah, like as he was typing this, he was like, yeah, I'm not the asshole. Like, I don't know why she's overreacting. Exactly. And had the audacity to ask the internet, sir, you are the asshole. A thousand percent. I understand, like, you're not interested in that or anything. But at the same time, why don't you try to, like, if you're into building things, try to get her interested in building a vanity for herself. He sounds like the type of guy that at the gender reveal got upset when it was pink. Oh, my gosh. Toxic masculinity. Honestly. Like, okay, when you're a parent, your kids are going to have different interests than you. If you have children with the single goal that they have to have the same interests as you or you want nothing to do with them, don't have kids. Don't have them at all spare yourself the heartache them the heartache don't have kids boys or girls don't have them just don't even try yeah no because what if the boys weren't interested in that kind of stuff exactly you know what i'm saying and what kind of example is he setting for his boys that oh your like future significant other if you can get one with this kind of attitude it doesn't matter what they're interested in they can either conform to what you like or can Mm -hmm. deal and then i wonder if in turn, the boys don't spend any time with their sister. Yeah. Well, and it's just messed up that if you have a child that is genuinely asking to spend time with you and you keep shutting them down because you're not interested in the things that interest them, that that shouldn't even matter. That should not even come into play. You should just be excited that your kid is excited about something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you might not care about fashion and doing this and that but the fact that your daughter is actively wanting to spend time with you and show you the stuff that she's interested in that is a big thing you know how many parents would probably kill for that kind of relationship with their kids do you know how many parents don't have their kids to do that with yeah exactly and then you're over here wasting time with your kids because she's not interested in the same thing as you're interested in cry me a river you know what i mean like he can cry the river and then go fish in it (laughs) 
<laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'm not here for this. Like, I, I'm not here for the parental neglect. You know how excluded she probably feels, too? Honestly. She probably cries about this. Honestly. Like, and she probably sees her friends, like, especially, like, growing up. He doesn't sound like the, the type of dad that dressed up and had the princess tea parties with her and stuff. So, you know, her friends having that with their dads and, like, because, I mean, I have friends that are close with their dads. And it sucks. You know what I mean? So it's, like, I mean, great for them, you know. But then it, it like, leads you to sit there and be, like, well, why can't I have that, no. you know? No. I remember when I was a kid. My mom won tickets um, on a radio contest to go to some concert, and she took my brother. Now, me and my mom, we're like, we're really close. We always have been. It's a, if you watch Gilmore Girls, it's very much so a Lorelai <laughs> Rory situation. <laughs> yes, yes. And so um, my brother and my mom were going, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going. Well, my dad, he was like, why don't we, which I don't remember which one it was, but he goes, why don't we go see the new Ice Age movie? Aww. He's like, I know you want to see that. It'll be a fun movie for us to go do together. We both like watching movies. Let's go see it. And my mom and my brother went and had a great time at the concert. And then now I have this memory of me and my dad as a kid going and seeing Ice Age. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's little things. Like, she talks about TV shows. I'm sure he watches something. Mm-hmm. He could literally say, like, why don't we go to the movies and see something? It doesn't have to be anything big. Go to dinner. You both eat. No, I feel that. And I'm actually, I feel like I'm about to start crying. <laughs> but it's like growing up, like this was when I was in like college and stuff. I would ask my dad. I'd be like, hey, do you want to go get lunch and stuff? And he'd be like, no, I'm okay. I'm like, you have to eat. What? And now, because I moved away, like not far away, but I moved, I'm not next door anymore. Um, whenever I come back into town, which is not super often, like maybe once a month, um, I'll stop by the house and I'll say hey and stuff. And then he'll be like, all right, we'll come back when you can stay longer. And I'm like, oh, I try, <laughs> you know. Anyways, guys, this is not a trauma dump podcast. So <laughs> we will simply move on. <laughs> um, so the overall vote on this one, obviously, asshole. Top comment, quote, everything I do with my kids has to be all about me and what I like to do. And if my kid has different interests, they're useless to me, and I won't spend any time with them. I have other kids whose shared interests can reflect my self-perceived glory back at me, and I am all that matters. End quote. Yes, bruh. No question. You're the asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then some other comments further down say, and he's showing his sons it's okay to not care about their kids or partner's interests. And then the comment after that says, that's the most disturbing part. His role modeling for his sons is that women and their interests are worthless. Mm-hmm. Because that probably means he doesn't even really spend time with his wife. Probably not. If his wife likes to shop and stuff, too. Yeah. I mean, like, she might be interested in the same things as no. he is. But because he's always doing that with his sons, the wife is probably trying to spend time with her daughter so she doesn't feel neglected. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully someone's trying to spend time with his daughter. Uh-huh. So there's this, um, this is a side note. We're going to circle back to trauma dumping for just like a sec. Um, there's this filter on TikTok that I saw. Um, and it was like, oh, um, they say that whatever you get on this filter is the moment that your inner child died or the reason why your inner child died or something like that. Did I show you this? No. Already? Okay, well, I have it drafted. I'll show you. But um, I did it because I just wanted to see it. You know what I mean? I just wanted to know. And it was this girl sitting um, on the floor uh, by her bed, and it said, I just wish I had someone. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Don't start crying. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. You're going to need the tissues for this one. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We're going to take five, and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, guys. We're back. <laughs> that last one, like Florissa was just saying, it got, <laughs> it got deep fast. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't think this one... That that I, to my knowledge, I don't think this one's as trauma dump inducing. <laughs> okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Am I the asshole for telling my mother-in-law why I'm filing for full custody? My 28 female ex-boyfriend Mark, 30 male, has a girlfriend Janet, 32 female. Janet isn't a very family-oriented person and hates kids, which is ironic because me and Mark have a daughter, Cora. Recently, a situation came up where Janet tried to punish Cora by locking her out of the house at night. (laughs) We all live around Forest, so anything could have happened to her. Cora called me, and I ended up picking her up and calling Mark because Janet wasn't answering the door. I called Mark and told him what happened, and he told me to at least listen to Janet's side of the story. I told him I didn't care about her side because there's no behavior that could allow an adult to lock a 12-year-old out of the house. It's honestly appalling to me. I ended finding out the full story and my mind still didn't change about how I felt. I talked to my daughter about how she would feel if I were to file for full custody and she said she didn't care as long as she wasn't around Janet. I told Mark that I was filing for full and he told his mom and she started texting me on Facebook super angry. Apparently, Mark and Janet told a different story than what actually happened and excluded the locking out of the house part to make me and Cora look bad. I ended up telling Mark's mom and she apologized and from what I was told, she told Mark that he was a horrible father and wouldn't talk to him if he decided to continue the relationship between him and Janet. Mark is now saying that I'm a bad person and a bad mom. My sister thinks that I went too far and the situation could have been talked about. And then there's updates, but we'll circle back, but not the asshole. Not the asshole. What? The question at hand is, am I the asshole for telling my ex's mom or my mother-in-law or whatever, or yeah, telling my mother-in-law why I'm filing for full custody? No. Not the asshole. And I know this isn't the question, but not the asshole either for trying to file for full custody. Yeah. If you get with somebody that has kids and you don't want kids, bad decision. Or like kids, like just in general. Yeah, like how are you going to lock a 12-year-old out of a house? Because I'm cool with some kids, but I don't want kids. You know yeah. what I mean? But like I like my friends' kids. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool people. Cool as long as you people. can like give them back. Yeah, like yeah. I'm excited to be an aunt one day because I can give them back. Yes, <laughs> I don't want the responsibility of raising them full time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get to have the fun stuff. But to take a 12 year old and lock her out of the house, it'd have been one thing if Janet had taken herself out of the equation mm-hmm. rather than taking Cora out of the equation. Yeah, that's what she did. Yeah, and. I know what it's like to live around forests. You know what it's like to live around forests. There is literally any possibility. And there could be bears. Like, you don't know, like, what kind of, like, woods that these people are around. I don't know if you guys can hear this or if, the, like, the noise cancellation is going to make it where you can't hear it. But there are so many frogs making frog noises outside right now. Riveting. Riveting. <laughs> and it's like, that is just one thing. What if she's terrified of frogs? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I w- that would be it. R.I.P. deceased. I don't like frogs at all. No, she at doesn't. There's, yeah. a, there's a video I have to show you. This morning when I was walking up to the door, there was a frog. But 
we'll circle back. Well, I'll show you that. Oh, goodness. But that, there's, you know, like, there could be, like, a fox. Or, like, you know, there's so many situations where this... Or what if she got abducted? Are you on Appalachian Trail TikTok? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what my mind goes to. Like, she starts hearing stuff. Like, like no. what, mm-hmm. what's in the woods? Yeah. Not, like, animals. Yeah, and she probably doesn't know. She probably, the most of a flashlight that she has with her is probably her cell phone. Mm-hmm. And it, that, you can only see that, like, a little a little ways away. Mm-hmm. Don't make eye contact with anything in the woods. But, like, my thing is, what if she was like, okay, like, God forbid, what if her mom wouldn't have answered? And she's like, okay, well, I'm trapped outside. I'm just going to go look for help. Yeah. And depending on how remote, like, their houses well she starts walking around down the road and someone like grabs her Mm -hmm. you know what i mean she's 12 yep and that could have gotten her taken away from her mom and her dad yeah like that is a huge thing no i would file for full custody and i would be like you can come see her at my house on my terms i am not gonna lie to you i probably would have lost it on mark Mm -hmm. when he said at least hear janet's side of the story there's not there's no version of events Unless she was actively trying to, like, unalive her. You know what I mean? But even that, then. That even then, you call the police. Janet goes outside. Yeah, or something. Like, you don't just lock a kid. And I've read the updates. And I know why she got locked outside. And it is complete and utter garbage to me. Shall we proceed to the update? Yes. So we'll read comments, and then we'll circle back to the update. <clears throat> so overall vote agrees with us. Not the asshole. Top comment. Not the asshole. She locked your child out of the house. That is not appropriate at all, but especially not as a punishment. Janet did something that endangered your child, and she knew it was unreasonable, which is why she and Mark are lying to everyone. Good for you for protecting your kid, and your daughter's grandmother is a good one. I forgot about that part where she lied to them about what what actually happened. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, if you don't think that you did anything wrong, why leave that part out? Exactly. Like, that's the whole reason Cora got picked up. Yeah. That's the whole reason that she's filing for full custody. Exactly. And then for the grandma, praise you, grandma, for believing the ex-wife and going with what, understanding her side of it and not just being like, no, my son did no wrong. Well, it was probably not the first time. Not, I'm not talking about like this situation, but probably not the first time that her son did something stupid. So it's not like a stretch for her to believe that, yeah, yeah, he's dumb. Yeah. Maybe the grandma doesn't like Janet. Now she definitely doesn't like (laughs) Janet. She definitely doesn't like Janet. But it's astounding how many people get upset with like exes for ruining relationships with um, in-laws when the child of the in-law does something stupid. Yes. So the updates go as. I think there's only the one update. Yeah. I just want to set some things straight. I don't have any feelings for Mark at all. We dated and broke up a long time ago. I don't want to make it seem like I'm hiding Janet's side of the story because I did say it maybe two or three times. Basically, what happened was that Cora only cleaned up the mess that she made in the house and not Janet's mess. Mark is refusing to break up with Janet. My lawyer said it will probably take a few weeks to get custody. Mark wants Janet and Cora to do therapy together. I asked Cora if she would be interested in doing that, and she said no. Also, Cora does understand what me having full custody means. She isn't mature to the point where she has the same maturity as an adult, but she understands things. Cora has declined Mark's attempts to get her and Janet to talk. Mark hasn't even made one attempt to even see her alone, only trying to get her and Janet together. Mark's mom, as far as I know, isn't talking to Mark 
not by my request. That's honestly all there really is for now. That's a lot. It's all valid. Could you imagine kicking the kid out of the house because they didn't clean? Which, okay. I know 12-year-old girls can be a little bit sassy. So there was probably some words exchanged because if Janet doesn't like kids and Janet's a turd and she's being some type of way to Cora and the Cora gets a little sassy, gets a little attitude. You know, I can see where things would escalate, but not to the point where you literally lock the child out of the house. Mm -hmm. And how did you guys get out of the house? Did Cora walk outside and you just locked the door behind her? Did you drag her out of the house? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would like to know how that occurred. Yep. Do we have the ring camera footage? <laughs> it gives me parent trap vibes. Where, like, the husband's girlfriend is, like, really against having kids. Mm-hmm. And then the kid, both of them, all of a sudden pop up. And she's like, now there's two of you? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. Good on mom. And I like the fact that the mom is actually trying to listen to her daughter whereas mark is like no i don't care what you want i want you guys to talk and work this through and he doesn't even try to go see her yeah i'm like if you actually cared about your kid you would still want to see your kid even if you couldn't fix the situation to the extent that you want Mm -mm. we're back to the bad dad the bad dad no that's hideous the dad should not have rights to his child obviously he's going to put his girlfriend first and that's not how that works the moment you decide to have kids, that's it. Your life is over. Which, don't get me wrong, you can still date, you can still go out, like, you can still do things. I still live your life, but your kid's your number one priority at that point. Exactly. And if you're not willing to do that, don't have children. Exactly. Hideous. This episode is just full of family drama. It really is. Could you imagine? I wonder how long she was outside, too, before she was able to, like... Mm-hmm. And who, what if she's scared of the dark or something? Yep. Like, there are so many situations where that story in particular did not end up well. Janet should have been the one to go outside and take yeah. a breather. Yeah, because it's like if you're that mad that you feel like you need to physically create space between you and the kid, you can say, hey, go to your room mm-hmm. and get space that way. Or say, I'm going to walk outside and just take a little stroll for a second. Or if Cora doesn't listen, then Janet goes to her room. Or she has a bedroom. If Cora is this unbelievable nightmare call your boyfriend yep if he doesn't answer i can see where it could maybe cause problems with them if she went over his head and called um cora's mom but still all of those options are far better than locking her out at nighttime yep or even during the day it's still kind of messed up but especially at night that's creepy if i had a kid and like had to do the shared custody and all of that I think I would rather her call me if she wasn't able to get a hold of her boyfriend. So that way I could be like, give the phone to Cora. Yeah. Let me talk to her to see what's going on in her head. Mm-hmm. Because depending on how long Janet and dad have been dating, she's not going to respect her yet. She's this mm-hmm. new woman coming in her life. She's, although she says like she's mature for her age, mm-hmm. at the same time, she, she still, still wants her mommy and daddy to be together. And she's still a 12-year-old girl. Exactly. You know I mean? She's getting at that like, She's still a kid. All those hormones are hitting. She's in middle school, like, Mm -hmm. that's a horrible time in life. And Cora might be feeling some type of way because this is supposed to be when she's spending time with her dad and her dad's not there and she's stuck with the new girlfriend who doesn't like kids. Yep, 100%. And Janet probably has made it very clear that Cora's unwanted. So, I mean, even if Cora walked outside and then Janet was like, well, I'm just going to lock the door behind her. Even if Janet never laid a hand on her, 
You still don't do that. Yeah, you were sending subliminal messages. Oh, I don't even know if I would say subliminal. You're sending a direct message that you're not wanted in this house. 100%. I'm physically locking you out of this house. And so now with that, the mom is making sure that that's taken care of. And obviously, the dad can say he cares all he wants, but clearly he doesn't care because if he really cared about his daughter, all right, Janet, that's not cool. Like, we're done. Like, he, I'm not losing custody of my daughter over you. He has to care about his kid mm. more than his relationship. My thing is, we don't know how long him and Janet have been together, but Cora is 12. Mm-hmm. So you've got 12 years invested in your child, yep. your literal child. And even if you've been with um, Janet for three years, we'll say, you still had nine years with your child building that relationship. You don't automatically just get to... Drop your kid because you got a new girlfriend. And she he's also full-time with the girlfriend, part-time with the kid. Mm-hmm. So the kid probably wants her one-on-one time. She don't want to deal with Janet. Yeah, especially when Janet doesn't like her, which yeah. is obvious in this story. So obvious. Also, your kids are not your personal maids. Yeah. So to get mad at her for not cleaning up your mess, depending on how messy that was, no. No. Mm-mm. This episode was just... A lot of poor decisions being made. Honestly. It kind of goes back to that one episode. It's one thing these people have. It's the audacity. audacity. <laughs> All these dads got it on sale at Lowe's. <laughs> or at Home Depot. That's the one that um, Story 2 Dad likes to go to with the oh sons. Oh, gosh. That's where he picked it up. <laughs> but anyways, guys, that is it for this week's episode. Did you enjoy your time? I did. I did. It was... An emotional time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to take a breather. <laughs> Next episode, I can't make any promises, but more than likely won't include any trauma dumping, so we should be good. <laughs> I won't cry next time. <laughs> I won't cry next time. <laughs> but anyways, guys, thank you for listening to this week's episode and being our unpaid therapist. <laughs> uh, if you are listening to this on a podcast platform, make sure to leave a review. If you're watching this on the YouTube channel, sorry for the almost ugly crying that you saw, uh, but make sure you subscribe to the channel, like this video, leave a comment. Um, our link tree is going to be linked in the description on the YouTube channel and also on the show notes. So that way you can find us on all of our socials. But yeah, until next week, talk talks with you later. Bye.